welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. We've got a very interesting show today. You know, today is Martin Luther King Day, and to celebrate that day, Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum is going to be joining me, and we're going to talk about his book, Our African Unconscious, The Black Origins of Mysticism and Psychology. Now, he has thoroughly researched this book, and it examines the ancient soul of Africa and its correlation with the collective unconscious. So back then and today, folks, you're going to enjoy this show. And do go get the book if you're interested at all in the origins of the human being. This book gives you a thorough examination into uh, that subject. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses this uh, intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth, I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey, <clears throat> excuse me, as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate it. My guest today, Edward Bruce Bynum, PhD, and he's a diplomat in the American Psychological Association, is a clinical psychologist and former director of the Behavioral Science Program at the University of Massachusetts Health Services. In 2005, he was a recipient of the Abraham H. Maslow Award from the American Psychological Association and is the author of several books, including Dark Knight Consciousness, and he is currently living in and working in private practice in Hadley, Massachusetts. You can check him out at his website, and that's obeliskfoundation.com. O-B-E-L-I-S-K-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.com. And again, the book that we're talking about today is Our African Unconscious. So welcome, Dr. Bynum. Well, good to see you. Well, here you are, I should say. Here you are, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I really appreciate the opportunity to sort of uh, sit down and, and talk with folks about something that's really close to my heart. And... Mm -hmm. uh, Given what's going on in, in the world today, particularly in the United States, on this oh. particular day, I think this is very relevant because uh, uh, the great conflicts that we have here in the United States, even though we're a, a major world power, are still fragmented around issues of uh, 
of uh, race, class, ethnicity, and the whole thrust of our African unconscious is to point the finger scientifically, clinically, historically, and anthropology to the common origin of our species, Homo sapiens sapiens, which comes out of Africa and spread all over the earth. And despite the surface changes uh-huh. underneath, we are all the same creature, the same Homo sapiens sapiens. And this goes to be true whether you are in Nigeria, in Croatia, in uh, anywhere in Latin America, or the Philippines, or anywhere else in the world. Human species, Homo sapiens sapiens, all originated out of Africa, and all that we see today in our surface differentiations are variations of the single same type that arose meh, somewhere between 150,000 to maybe 250,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we left Africa. Well, by force sometimes. But, you know, you share in your book that the fossil records confirm that humanity mm-hmm. originated in Africa. But Absolutely. people today don't believe it. They don't want to buy into it. They're like, well, I'm white, so therefore I couldn't have been there. So could you explain to us how that we morphed from being from the motherland to I don't want anything to do with the motherland? Uh, well, uh, th- that is primarily a political issue. It's not a scientific issue. In fact, it's not even a religious or a spiritual issue because all the great spiritual traditions say we are all brothers and sisters in the face of the living God. So it's not a spiritual issue. And it's certainly not a scientific issue because the science is clad tight. And it's certainly not a medical issue because all the studies of the serological or blood studies, the uh-huh. DNA studies of the genome, they all point to this with no doubt. Well, the issue is a political issue. It is a political issue. And uh, we still live in a society in many parts of the world that is afraid, I'm gonna underline that word, is afraid of that which comes from Africa. And that's totally a, for, for political reasons. It's not because of any kind of science or, or spirituality or anything else like that. And so we're confronted today with a moral and spiritual crisis But the science and the spirituality, which go hand in hand on this particular issue, Uh are not questioned. No, it's not questioned, but uh, people still, they can't get past that, you know, R-A-C-E that you talked about. So talk to us about race and what that is. Well, here in the United States, I mean, the, the, the label of what ethnic or racial group you belong to depends on a matter largely of collective space or rather our, our collective history. Let me give, be very concrete with you. Um, um, that very issue that you're talking about, of, of I'm not this, I'm not that, was uh, a major issue at the founding of the American Republic. You know, people came from, uh, from uh, uh, Croatia, they came from uh, uh, Indonesia, they came from uh, lots of other places, but primarily we okay. came in the United States from Europe, Western Europe in particular. And so you had people from France, England, um, Germany, Ireland, Denmark, all over the place. And when they came here, when they came here, they were not, but when they came here, they were Danish or they were French 
or they were Italian and they fought with each other. They did. Uh And the way the Republic became solidified, painfully so solidified, was for people to largely drop where they came from, i.e. France, Italy, Spain, wherever, and to become, instead of that, to become white Americans Uh in in contradistinction to that which was not white. So that problem actually helped bring the country together in a paradoxical kind of way. You know, the uh-huh. French were not the French when French when the French came over to the United to the United States, they didn't think of themselves as white. They thought of themselves as French. When the uh-huh. Germans came over, they didn't think of themselves as white. They thought of themselves as German. And you have dozens of these different ethnic groups from Europe. And the way that they came together, the amalgam was to become less where they came from and to become more white. And they measured themselves against that which was not white, which was black. And it helped, in a strange sort of way, the, 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 uh, the country come together. And, uh-huh. um, and as a result of that, that is still with us, unfortunately. And um, it's very painful because in many places, in many places here in the United States, this has been my clinical experience also, that many people who are identified as white are afraid that if they lose whatever they identify as their whiteness, uh-huh. that they will lose their sense of light. That's a spiritual issue. Uh-huh. Fear of the dark is metaphorically and spiritually a issue which many people struggle with. So to be to lose one's quote whiteness unquote is to lose for many people the light within inside of themselves, and it's an equation that you may brush aside, but it actually goes quite deep. Many people are afraid that if they are no longer exclusively white, well, then what else will that be? And there's a fear of looking into one's own depths, which means a necessity of going through the darkness and coming to your fundamental realization of what you are in this world, which is a being of light. You are. You are, as are all human beings. And there's a sci- and that's a scientific phenomenon too, because the human okay. brain, the human brain, people uh, forget, is made of dark substance. The whole human brain, underneath the skull, so it's not due to sunlight. It's not a uh-huh. brain doesn't get a tan. Your brain is dark because of evolutionary <laughs> forces. Evolutionary forces. Uh-huh. And that begins way back in our mother's womb, the earliest days after uh, um, conception. Conception, uh-huh. It begins to elongate in a long, dark line, and out of that develops our organ systems, our neural crest, which becomes our brain, and so on and so forth. That's all facilitated by a line of dark energy. And we become much, much more complex in the body and the brain uh-huh. as that elongating dark line becomes more complex. And now that, that, that dark species emerging out of uh-huh. our common mother's womb is now uh-huh. able to contemplate the 93% of the universe that is 93% of dark matter. So the warm, dark matter that we begin as is now able to help us understand or try to understand the cold, dark matter of the universe. I think there's an interesting parallel there. 
I believe so, too. So let me ask you a question, because I've always wondered this since the age of 14, and I was never able to get an answer from my West Indian father. And that was, why is Black considered so negative and white considered so positive? Black is wrong. White is right. I mean, even back in the days of watching Westerns, the guy with the white hat or the white horse was the good guy. The Black hat and the Black horse was the bad guy. Why did we separate so violently? Well, it also, it helps us in our categories of our mind to draw distinctions. And it was also a way to make things simple and understandable. And I also want to point one final other thing out. It has not always been that way. People should understand that. It's not always been that way. The top of the, uh, of the pyramids, the capstones mm-hmm. of the pyramids were black intentionally. Mm-hmm. The foundation of Islam is around a, uh, uh, believed to be a fallen black stone from the sky. It is black. Okay. Uh, there are many other instances in which black is the fundamental thing. So it, it changes with historical times. And uh, uh, what your uh, West Indian uh, uh, relative was pointing out was the political consequences and the political uses of that. Okay. It has, it's, it's political. It helps people sort of uh, control other people. And if you can control other people by fear, particularly mental fear, then they will stay away from from their own uh, essence, their own reality. So um, everybody starts, let me say it, let me let me say it a different way. Let me say it. Uh Everybody, this is a scientific fact. Everybody Uh starts off as in the in the mother's womb as in the same embryo. And that embryo starts off and unfurls out of something that's black, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it is the same with, uh, with uh, the embryo with, uh, with sex. Every embryo starts off in the tiniest, earliest phase as female. And then later, there are some changes that it becomes male, some become male. Uh-huh. Everybody begins earliest on as female, okay? Uh-huh. And you have a lot of people, particularly men, who are afraid deepest down of women. They really are. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And there, there's a whole history of the human species, as you know, based upon the domination of women in society. And it still continues to this day. Yes. Because many people, many men and women, but mostly men, fear deep down women. I mean, think about it. If you were a little kid growing up, uh, you grew up among giants, hopefully benevolent giants, but your parents were huge. And your right. mother was huge. She was a giant. Okay. Uh-huh. So this, this goes deep into our, this goes very deep into our psyches. And today, Black remains, I say remains, the, the threatened the return of re, the repressed, what we are most afraid of, because many people fear the dissolution of their own sense of self and identity in a wide black tide of something. And mm-hmm. it is, you can, you can extrapolate that to the next political election. You can find that going on right now uh, uh, with people opposing voting rights and so forth mm-hmm. across this country. They are afraid of this. And all the surface arguments is BS, folks. And I don't mean blessings. It, <laughs> it is. Or belief. Yeah, but it's more belief of a belief system, no, system because is. they get tied into that hate they get tied into it they get tied into it 
and their underline this, their economic power and political power depends on this. Unfortunately, because they've backed themselves into a corner too, unfortunately, the Republican Party has backed themselves into a corner where they now have to support something that most of them deep down don't believe, but they are afraid that they don't have any other base. And it's gonna take what them I, years to, to, to dig out of this corner. What I don't understand with the Republican Party though, um, especially the people who follow Trump is, you're, number one, you're not gonna always be in power unless you try to take over like That's Trump right. did. Right. Um, and number two, other beings that you can look at on Earth are human beings, just like you're a human being. Right. I, mean, I, I, th I think of Ahmad Aubrey and what gave those three men the right to shoot a man running through a neighborhood. And yes, he looked in somebody's because, house being built. But what gave they, them the authority? They, they felt that they're the rightful heirs and owners of this society. They mm -hmm. own this society and therefore they have the right to subject, kill, or other another person who is not like them. Unfortunately, that is how the political uh, calculus has evolved. And that is, mm -hmm. we, we're all stuck in it, and it is a tragic death grip on the republic. And uh, over the next few years, we're going to, depending on which way this goes, we may see, unfortunately, uh, significant unrest in the country based upon mm -hmm. something that we should have resolved in 1864. Or at the very least, 1964. At the very, <laughs> you know, latest. At the very least. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. 2022. And we're still fighting as if this is 1938. It's very yeah. sad, really. Yeah. And, 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 and very expensive. It's incredibly expensive. Emotionally uh, expensive. Yes. To, to everybody. I mean, this isn't just, this isn't only expensive to people who are identified as Black or African Americans. It takes an enormous amount of energy, if you are identified as white, to continue going along this way. And most, most, most people who are identified as white do not want to see mass unrest in this country. Most uh -huh. do not want to go back to the 1840s and 1850s. They don't. But they have been manipulated, made fearful by powerful political currents. And so this is where we are today. And mm -hmm. what I wanted to point out in, in our African unconscious is that our deep roots as a species, as a species is rooted here. And we're all beautiful permutations of this. And I tried to back this up with the science of genetics, seriological clinical blood studies, mm -hmm. DNA, anthropology, paleontology. So all to marshal those, which are all, by the way, in profound, profound support of the principles of all the great religions. The great mm -hmm. religions, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, all of them agree on this, and they all agree with the tenets of modern science. It is our politics that's all conflicted and messed up about this. So how do we identify people to run for office that are not caught in this energy that's going around like Kristen Cinema in what, uh, Arizona? Democrats got behind her right away. I guess they didn't vet her because she's not <laughs> supportive of democratic policies to me, in my opinion, on any level. So how do we identify people who can help us move forward, who can help us ascend from this energy that we're swimming in right now? 
Well, I'm afraid I have uh, bad news. I don't think we're going to be able to do that without some unpleasant conflict as we mm-hmm. work this out. I mean, America is still inherently a, a, a creative unfolding situation. And we mm-hmm. worked some of these through during the pre-revolutionary days. We had all kinds of conflicts back then. We worked it out and we created a republic. And then we had problems during the antebellum slave period in the South and in the North. We worked it out. We had a civil war over it, but we worked that out. Then we had the reconstruction, all kinds of conflicts back and forth. We worked a lot of those out. And here we are. And then we had the civil rights movement, so-called civil rights movement, that stretched over half a century. We worked most of the principles out. And here we are again. So I basically am optimistic about this. I do think we are continuing to evolve as a species and as a people. It's just that this is part of who we are as a species also. Sometimes as a species, we're conflicted, we're stupid, Mm -hmm. we're dumb. We don't don't act in our own best self-interest. But ultimately, because I'm an optimist, ultimately Mm -hmm. I believe that. So the peoples of East Asia, Eastern Europe will unite with the peoples of Latin America, all of whom bring their treasures and rewards here to the United States. And some of these are economic, yes, but some of these are also psychic and Mm -hmm. spiritual. This remains the great synthesizing place on the planet Earth for all the different spiritual and intellectual currents among the peoples of the Earth. And I believe the renaissance of our species is going to happen here. I still believe it. I know these are dark times. I know mm-hmm. these are conflicted times. I know these are nervous times, both inwardly and outwardly, politically. And we're also having, you know, appropriately enough, a pandemic. I mean, we're living, look at it, step back for a minute. We're living literally in biblical times. Mm-hmm. We really are. We've, yeah. got the, we've got the plague. We've mm-hmm. got internecine wars. We've got, we're, in the, we're in the final stages of a dying political uh, economic system of, of capitalism. Mm-hmm. And we have yet to find the new horizon for us as a species. But it will come. For sure it will come. The light of our own minds since the earliest days of evolution has ushered us up higher and higher toward light. Our adventure as a species in evolution has been to walk on all fours and eventually stand upright then eventually be able to contemplate the stars. And now we're beginning to actually move out toward the stars. So our history as a species, despite all the setbacks, is to go forward and to go upward and to unfold higher and higher forms of energy, order, justice, and creation. I believe we're going to do it. And I believe that the African template out of which we are all emerging will uh-huh. find a new way to synthesize us. Yes, I believe that. I am going to be with you with a prayer for that to happen. I would love to see it in my lifetime, you know, when I was in my late 60s. And when I was a kid, you know, my parents used to say, it would be nice to see a Black president, but that won't happen in our lifetimes. Well, my mom lived to see that, you know. That's right. Um, That's I right. lived to see a Black first lady. So I hope that we can get we to the point where we can like erase all of this hate and move forward. But I just, you know, I tried to understand I, um, the other side in there. Yes. They're fearful. Uh-huh. They're fearful. That's the but best they, way to understand it. It's their they fear. They project blame. 
Yes, they do. Well, that's what we do as a species. Uh-huh. Those of us on the other side, quote, other side, we also project. We also project negative things upon people who don't necessarily believe politically the same way that we do. Uh-huh. And we see them as, as, as sometimes as, as, as totally ignorant and backwards and so forth. Well, many times they are, but mostly they're afraid, just like we are afraid. We're all okay. afraid. And we mm-hmm. need to recognize that and, and recognize our common roots, our common ancestry, because that is where our destiny is also. And that is what our destiny will lead us to, a point of unification and light, the omega point many people in the spiritual traditions point out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beginning um, Alpha and Omega. Yes. 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 Um, how can we get to the point where we can, as a Black race or African-American species, how can we get to the point where we actually support each other and perhaps come together to grow together as opposed to tearing each other down? A um, little bit of backstory. My father owned a chain of dry cleaning stores in upstate New York, and we would watch the in the black neighborhood stores. We would watch the blacks cross the street and go down to the white guy. In the white neighborhood stores, they did phenomenal. Everybody loved my father's work. So, but we don't support our own. Uh, unfortunately, that is is uh, still operative. It's not as much as it used to be, but it's still very operative. And the only way that's going to get around that is 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 education, uh, okay. and also, uh, quite frankly, a spiritual awakening. I believe, and this is just me believing this, but yeah. I believe that the Black presence, the African-American presence here in the, quote, new world, unquote, has uh-huh. served to spiritually civilize many of the who came here to the Americas. And I believe okay. we find ourselves at the bottom of the ladder often. Uh-huh. That is a that is a political and economic imposition. I believe deep in our spirits, the destiny of the African-American peoples is to spiritually sustain and awaken those of us here in the Western world. If you look at very closely a lot of American movies, you see this theme repeated over and over and over again, that the that, that Black person is actually a symbolic spiritual uh, figure. You can see it in uh-huh. movies. Repeatedly. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Where, uh-huh. How are they led? They're led by blind black men on a railroad. Okay. Uh-huh. You see it in the, the Legend of Beggar uh, Vance, where uh-huh. he's the, uh, he's the uh, Arjuna, so to speak, of the uh-huh. person who is uh, learning. We see this repeated over and over and over and over. That is not an accident. That is the collective unconscious speaking to us. And I believe African-Americans, we have emerged, we've incarnated here, and this is part of our work. And so to not give up the struggle, to not give up the struggle, and to stay with it, and to not be passive about it, but to be out there, assertive, and sooner or later, that is going to come to pass. Look where we were as a race in the United States in the 1700s. Look at where we were in the middle 1800s. Look at where we were in the early 19th century. Look at where we were in the middle of the 19th and 20th century. Look where we are today. No, I don't care what Mitch McConnell does and what uh, uh, Trump does. Mm -hmm. 
we are here to stay. And like John Lewis said, we are not going back. And all of America knows that. Whether they like it or not is a different story. But everyone deep, deep down knows that. And the measure of of a great race, a great people, is its contribution to world history and world society and the advance of the human spirit. And that is where we are on the forefront. Generation after generation after Mm -hmm. generation. Okay. So do you think that we'll have to resort to some form of violence in order for this? It's already happening. It's already happening, Mm -hmm. isn't it? It's already happening. I just hope it isn't mass violence, but it's already happening. Mm -hmm. It's already happening. But most Americans, black and white, nobody else, do not want some kind of psychotic, crazy racial confrontation. Don't want it. Mm-hmm. We all lose. And there are a few crazies out there that think that somehow somebody that can be victorious in that. It's a pirate victory. Nobody wins. And that's why in the final steps, I think we'll do what countries as different from us as Rhodesia, used to be Rhodesia, and South Africa did with their racial thing. They back mm-hmm. pulled back from the precipice. They pulled back from the abyss because they knew that was not winnable. They knew it. Mm -hmm. We know that here in the United States also. We do. Uh, 70% of the American people knows that and and says so in in its surveys. They do. They know Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to ask if you felt um, someone like Trump or a Trump-like energy could take over the next election could become in charge again because i feel yes i felt with his last election that it was if trump won that was definitely the end of democracy uh no it's not it it may be the it may be the brief eclipse of a of a a democracy for a Mm -hmm. while but you know what trump like you and me is mortal he's not here forever and what happens when a tyrant falls most people feel a sense of liberation and they mm-hmm. drag down the statues, don't they? Yeah. He's no different. He's no different. He's a transient figure, evasant. He will pass mm-hmm. away like you and I, all of us pass away. But what is underneath? That's just what I tried to point out in our African unconscious. What is it about the human species that will continue to move forward to a justice, light, spirit? That is what the African-American of this generation and this time in history represents. And it is us that is also at the base, the stem, the root of the entire human species. That is not a political issue, rather a political statement. That is a scientific statement. And that is also a spiritual realization because all the great religions say the same thing. They do. Yeah, they do. No exceptions to the rule. No Mm -hmm. exceptions to the rule. And every major science, archaeology, paleontology, anthropology, population genetics, seriological studies, all say the same thing. So we've got to get, we've got to eclipse this menacing chapter we're in, and we will come through it. I believe that. I believe that. There is no profit in going the other way. Because it, it leads, it it it's, it's it leads to, it leads to a really desolate place, and most Americans don't want to go back. Like John Lewis said, 
We are not going back. Well, it's time to move forward. You know, it, it's just that time. Um, with today being Martin Luther King Day, uh, what message do you have for uh, our listeners? My message is to embrace science, but more than the, the particulars of science, embrace the deep tenets of your own religion. I'm not talking about the, uh, the Sunday pulpit or the uh, Saturday uh, meeting or the Friday temple. No, I'm talking about the basic assumptions and templates of your own religion at its deepest core. What does it say about human beings and their relationship to each other? What does it say that we should be doing with each other? What does it say about where we are? What does it say about what we ultimately are? That's what I would suggest. And if you do that, if you do that, the dark shadow of doubt will pass away from you. You recognize that there's continual struggle every generation. Our generation, we have our struggle right at this moment. Okay. But ultimately, it'll be triumph. As uh, uh, Martin Luther King was fond of, of repeating a phrase, uh, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it points toward justice. It bends toward justice. Hmm. Wow. Just let that, I had to let that sink in there for a moment. Um, wow. Well, thank you. I mean, our time is up, but I really thank you for sharing your information today, folks. We've been speaking with Dr. Edward Bruce Bynum. The book is Our African Unconscious, The Black Origins of Mysticism and Psychology. Um, folks, there's a lot of information created to this book. It's 480 pages. It's like an encyclopedia. You read some of it, you let it digest, and you come back and you read some more, okay? But it all ties into each other, and it all makes perfect sense. If you've enjoyed any part of this interview today, go get the book, because everything that Dr. Bynum has talked about he backs up in spades in his book um dr bynum thank you so much for being with us today as we collectively get over it i greatly uh, appreciate it and i appreciate the opportunity to touch so many other souls okay. and folks i want you to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important consider making the masterful choice of erasing the unconscious and becoming conscious abundant blessings light and love to all agape 